0: You're in the Waterloop.
1: Waterloop, Waterloop, water Welcome to Waterloop. This is Travis. Very excited to be joined by Sean Swentek. He's the executive director of Walk on Water. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Travis. Thanks so much for having me on
1: yeah so as a surfer myself I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because uh, i I feel a lot of the benefits of surfing to you know to my to me as an individual and in many ways um, so I really want to talk to you about surf therapy uh, yep. some people might have heard of this some people might have not but what what in a nutshell does does that mean surf therapy
0: uh, you know I think a lot of us who surf have been, describing surfing as therapy for ourselves for as long as people have been surfing right um, all this benefit massively from getting in the water um, whenever we can and I think um, that was really the impetus at least for us um, to start a walk on water back in 2012 as we wanted to share that stoke that we feel when we're in the ocean uh, with those people who need it most and so for us that means serving kids uh, with special needs by you know what we what we provide is guided surf instruction with a professionally trained instructor, tandem surfing on one board, mostly. Uh, we have some kids that are kind of graduating through the ranks that are catching waves on their own now, which is really exciting. But yeah, surf therapy is pretty broad. It's really the idea that getting in the ocean, getting on a board, catching some waves is uh, is legitimately uh, medicinal slash therapeutic uh, and just helps you and heals you and makes you feel better about life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. We can yeah. we can talk about our own little stories there in a minute. But um, so you had the idea to kind of start a walk on water back in 2012.
0: Uh, what, yeah, I, I would say the idea was even older than that. And the the original founder, the one uh, who came with this, was a guy named Pat. He brought me and some other guys into the organization uh, or in to create the organization uh, back in 2012. Uh, Pat since moved on to something else, and so I'm I'm left running the show here, but. We still have a number of the uh, original guys and gals involved and we've continued to grow we have almost one thousand active volunteers now um, we served over fifteen hundred kids in need last year and uh, or excuse me over a thousand and we're looking to serve over fifteen hundred this year and um, yeah it's just it's been uh, it's been a, a crazy seven years of growth and development and good times and tough times and yeah just just blessed to be involved in this space and uh, and just thankful for where we are today and uh and, 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 Physically, where are you? Uh, Physically right now in my uh, living room, and you'll probably hear (laughs) the construction guy in the background. We're redoing our bathroom right now, but uh, I'm in the city of Redlands at the base of San Bernardino Mountains, a big bear. Uh, We moved out here a few years ago for my wife. She's a doctor, and so she was going to residency out here, and so I'm fairly removed from the beach now, which is tough. Uh, I should tell you, I just got out of a nice ice cold shower before this all that's uh, the closest I get to being in the ocean sometimes, but um, I learned that um, a couple of years ago as, as a great method to simulate uh, the, the feeling of jumping in the ocean. So I'm a pretty big cold shower proponent. It wow. uh, gets you fired up, gets, your, gets all your neurons kicked into gear, and it, it's really refreshing. Uh, I wish I was getting in the ocean a little bit more, but being a couple hours away from the beach and being uh, as busy as I am running. The organization having a ten-month-old running around and my wife working and you know all those things, adult life, if you will. Yeah. It, it, it's being in oh. yeah. Well,
1: you got if you got a <clears throat> you got a ten-month-old, you know, you're you're got your hands full no matter what else is going on in the world around you. i, right. I, I know that firsthand. <laughs> I've been there a couple times. Um, <clears throat> but these kids that you've worked with, you know, the thousand kids plus last year. Uh, This is kind of all along the the Southern California beaches,
0: greater L.A. area. Uh, Initially, yes, we have grown uh, pretty substantially. Four years ago, we took a shot and went out to the East Coast and started uh, having an event based out of Montauk at Ditch Plains Beach. And we have a huge community support out there. Um, through one of our former board members, Laura. She uh, introduced us to a bunch of people out there and and that city just absolutely welcomed us with open arms. So we've been going back there every year for a a big two-day event with a fundraiser, just an amazing kind of four days that you spend in Montauk. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, We've since grown to uh, New Jersey as well as Virginia Beach for the first time last year. Uh, We'll be back to both those places again this year and we're looking to continue to grow along the eastern seaboard uh, in a really controlled way. Uh, and then two years ago, we started uh, branching out into Northern California, where I'm from. Uh, I was born and raised in Santa Cruz. So we had a Santa Cruz event started two years ago in Cowles, and we'll be back there again um, in May. So super excited about that. And we are actually adding a second Northern California event that will be announced really soon. So um, we still have about seven or eight events in the Southern California area, and then the rest uh, in those areas. But so I just mentioned a couple of new areas we also later this year that we're super excited about. Awesome so um, yeah,
1: so you're mostly focused on on children, kids, right, and what type of disabilities are we talking about who what are these kids that are coming to get this experience? What are they dealing with?
0: I mean anything and everything you know a walk on water is for children with special needs or disability um, and their siblings that's a really important thing that we should talk about later but um, we've taken plenty of adults, I should say, at the Montauk event, um, every year we actually have a busload of adults from a local community center for uh, adults with special needs that join us, and I'm talking 70 year olds surfing, going in the ocean for the first time in their life for some of them, and it <laughs> talk about tear jerking, epic, epic stuff, uh, but for the most part, yeah, we focus on children with special needs or disability, or, or children really with anything Life altering. Um, they could be fighting cancer. They could be dealing with homelessness, anything socioeconomic, anything of that nature. It's mental health, it's physical health, it's all sorts of things. So, yeah, we have a number of children with autism. Um, we have a number of kids with Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, um, kids with uh, uh, epilepsy, uh, you know, various seizure disorders. I mean, I've learned about thousands of new disabilities and special needs uh, since I've been involved with this just because we have families that run the gamut. And, um, you know the the, uh, the big thing for us, and I mentioned, is that we um, we also include the siblings. And to be honest, we've even taken the parents out a few times uh, if they're interested, because <laughs> we really want to make it a familial bonding experience where um, the child special needs and their sibling get to do something together. Because a lot of times they live sort of disparate lives—one you know this program and you know, one's traditional program. So we give them a chance to bond over something together. I mean, when two kids are surfing literally next to each other on the same same wave get to come in hug each other and, and you know, share that stoke. It, it's pretty epic. So we, we've always said anyone and everyone who can benefit from surf therapy is always welcome to join us, um, you
1: know, it, yeah. it, completely
0: non-discriminatory.
1: Um, I'm just, I want to try to dive into <clears throat> some of those situations and conditions a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. what, you know, what you think or what you hear that the kids and, and people get from that, you know, you have kind of, um, people dealing with the real physical challenges like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is what is the surfing experience like for these kids that have had physical limitations and just can't be as active or do as challenging stuff, you know, yeah. and, and for them to get to go surf?
0: Yeah, I think it's incredibly empowering. Um, every child that participates with us is awarded a trophy at the end of the day. We actually create a huge circle with everyone in attendance. We <laughs> call the child up by name. And everyone cheers for them. A lot of these kids have never gotten a trophy or an award for anything. A lot of them don't participate in sports, like you said. Um, and, so, and the trophy just says one thing. It says athlete. Because out there, you know, nobody has a label. Everyone is the same once they enter the water. They're a surfer and an athlete. So we really want to honor that. Um, I, I believe, and I think a lot of people in our organization believe, that youth and sport are, you know, the combination is so vital Uh, to the development, the health, you know, the growth of a child. So um, as a kid who grew up, you know, playing every sport in the world, I just, I I really think it's important that we get these kids involved in as many things as we can. And surfing is one of those things that has a really steep learning curve and has a lot of barriers to entry. And so for us to be able to knock all those down and allow a kid to literally catch a wave, uh, you know, oftentimes an overhead curling, breaking wave, (laughs) like (laughs) the first time they've ever gone to the beach in their life, that's kind of amazing um, and I think that's why we're able to see like such amazing results is that we're taking a, a normal timeline and rapidly accelerating it so a kid who can show up at the beach and say so yeah, this is my first time I've ever been to the beach let alone in the ocean let alone surf we hand them to a professionally trained instructor who paddles them out gets up on the board stands up stands the kid up in the barrel and the two of them surf wave together I don't think there's anything else like that uh, in the world frankly
1: yeah Yeah. amazing
0: and you you mentioned sorry the physical disability and and a lot some of these kids are extremely disabled we have kids who can't walk can't hold themselves up and so these surfers some of them are just incredible with what they do because they're balancing their own weight plus another person's weight who may not be able to control their own body weight and and balance in the correct way and you know we have instructors who pick the kid up in their arms and are holding the kid in their arms and some of these kids are not just kids they're they're healthy, big, young adults. And so um, it's incredible to witness. We've got just uh, the best watermen in the world and water women uh, participating with us. And we're so grateful for that. That's
1: amazing. <clears throat> I think um, some of the surf therapy stuff that happens not not trying to slight it in any way, you know, they focus on a particular disability or particular, uh, you know, condition that children have. I know there's a, you know, some that focus a lot on autistic children. That's all awesome and great. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're seeing the benefits for all these different conditions, huh? For whatever kids are doing.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, sir, you know, the majority of us in a walk on water cut our teeth on surface healing, uh, which is an autism specific Nonprofit, which is amazing and have been doing amazing work for so long you know i started with them way back in like 01. um and so i was super grateful to for the time i spent with them and that's how i met pat and that's how i met a lot a lot of the guys that are here in a walk on water um but yeah it also it also showed us you know at the time we're like well if this is so powerful for these kids it's science i've shown extra beneficial for kids on the autism spectrum. And so um, we definitely still see a number of athletes uh, on the autism spectrum, but we also see a lot of them with comorbidities, where they have, you know, additional diagnosis to their autism. Um, And we've seen positive results across the board. It doesn't even matter what the disability is. You know, we have an athlete with CP who uh, is getting better at walking every day and he starts with us all the time. And when he started with us, he couldn't even get up off the, you know, laying on the ground. And we have, um, you know, kids who were on nonverbal autistic uh to so like four or five years old, uh never said a word in their life. And they begin to sentences. And now you have a kid, Jacob who's eleven, I think eleven years old, now and he'll come up right right up to you and shake your hand and carry on with you and have a conversation. And you're like, How is this possible? I remember when this kid couldn't even speak. Um so things like that are are pretty incredible. And we hear uh anecdotal evidence all the time that parents you know constantly write us emails and, and and reach out to us after events and say you know my child just had the best week they've ever had in school their performance is this and that they're interacting with their peers they're they're behaving better they're sleeping better they're saying words they never said before you know I, i've heard from a parent that said my child said i love you mom for the first time in their life and oh it's, my God. The, the kind of stuff that I'm melting and i'm getting like goosebumps right now about it. Um, and i've cried a million times over this stuff because um what these parents go through, and especially now that I'm a parent, you know, with my little girl, I, all this stuff hits me a lot more. But imagine what parents go through who are, are 24-7, 365 dealing with a child with severe special needs and what that looks like for them is unreal. And so that's why AWOW has such a focus on the entire family unit. And if you come out to an AWOW event, you'd see like we, we create an entire village. It's meant to be a full day at the beach, of, you know, a day of restoration, respite for the entire family. Not just the surfing for the kids, but the parents get treated to healthy breakfast, lunch, snacks, drinks, There's a masseuse for the parents. We have a music station, art station, yoga, all these different activities so that it's really this day at the beach to forget about all the troubles and all the difficulties in life and just dig into everything that the beach has to offer. I like what you said about
1: how you guys try to get the siblings out there, parents Mm -hmm. have gotten out there, and it's probably just a really... (laughs) exhilarating experience for them too right and it's a bonding experience and just uh, a real relief Uh, probably to what they go through on a regular basis
0: no absolutely I I would say one of the most common comments we get from families who participate with us and with other surf therapy organizations is that they love the fact that we include the siblings and include the rest of the family and it allows them to really have these shared memories that they don't often get um, that are positive you know it's like it's, it's rare that they all get to go somewhere not be judged. Spend time together. Do something that's physically and mentally beneficial for all of them, and then leave, you know, with smiles on their faces and, and feeling like they had an amazing day. And the the you know the
1: volunteers, the the guys and girls that are out there in the water with them and helping mm-hmm. around the whole event. I mean, it must be impactful, really, for for them as well, right?
0: Yeah, you know, it's something we've been talking a lot more about uh, in the last couple of years. Is the 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 beneficiaries are numerous to what we're doing it's not just the families it's certainly not just the athletes I hear stories from volunteers all the time who say you know their life has changed they were going down a bad path or they had all these negative things happening in their life and then for some reason when they started putting good out in the world by volunteering with the walk and water or any other nonprofit just doing good things it's amazing how good things start coming back into your life and you know as someone who believes in karmic retribution um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm doing my best to, you know, put out all the good I can in the world, and I feel really blessed to find myself now where I am, with a beautiful family and our first home and a baby and all those things going on. And I definitely, you know, I, I met my wife like six months after we started Walk on Water, so I kind ah. of feel like all those things, you know, come together um, in that way. And then there's a number of volunteers that can share compelling stories about how their lives were changed um, through their volunteerism. So. Absolutely. The beneficiaries are numerous. The, the businesses and partners, the vendors that support us, uh, you know, talk about not just the financial impact on their business, the positive thing there, but they love sending their employees and the people involved in the company love hearing about what's going on, seeing the videos, and it's so impactful and it changes the culture in the workplace and people uh, get excited to know that their company cares and they give back in that way. So the beneficiaries are, are, are countless. Absolutely. A really yeah. good call by yeah. you.
1: How did you get into this stuff in the first place? You know, like I, <laughs> you know? I, 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 even before you started, you know, did the walk on water and you're with doing some other stuff. Like, yeah. What, what, how'd you get, how'd you do it? How'd, how'd you get into it?
0: Well, I t- you know, I'm really grateful to my buddy Ray. Um, it's been 20 years now, which blows my mind. I'm, I'm about to turn 40. But back in 99, uh, I was working at a restaurant in Orange County. And my boss uh, was someone who had volunteered with Special Olympics for a number of years. He said, hey, why don't you come up with us? To Big Bear. Um, we do the annual Southern California Special Olympics Winter Games. Um amazing. It's three days, you get to stay in a cabin. And honestly, he kind of sold me on the aspect that all the volunteers kind of hang out and party together after. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh, God, I got up there and it just blew me away. Um I, you know, the Special Olympics, and I still work with them to this day, are, are just an unbelievable organization. And the the personalities that I met. Not just the volunteers, but the athletes. I, I, I hadn't spent a lot of time around kids or adults with special needs. And I was immediately taken by how at Special Olympics, these kids are celebrated and they feel empowered and they feel good about life, even through all the things they're battling. And I loved that. As someone who, you know, had a, I had don't want to call it a tough childhood, but challenges and we grew up kind of poor and I went through some weird stuff with myself growing up. Um, I've always felt the need to kind of work on the behalf of, you know, um, people maybe have less or different, you know. And so it, it immediately just, I, I took to it like crazy. So I, I went back every year for the Winter Games with Ray and, and the team. And uh, a couple of years later, they wanted to launch snowboarding as a programming. I mean, uh, they had never done that. They looked to me because I was the only snowboarder volunteer there. <laughs> so I, I helped develop the program and, the, and all the racetracks and all that kind of stuff and, and ran that for a few years and put the Winter Games before the fold, I think, in 07 um just due to cost concerns it was so expensive to get up there and transport everyone uh but i still volunteer for summer games i'm a golfer i play volleyball um soccer so i'll go out and volunteer for those things now. but uh through that you know at that exposure it it opened my eyes and so i like i said in 01 my buddy introduced me to surfer's healing and i immediately took to that and that blew my mind all over again because i'd seen what special olympics did and how thrilled the athletes were but i saw the athletes year after year uh, cause a lot of the same ones would come and, and they were pretty much the same, uh, which was fine, but they were, they really enjoyed their time there. But what I saw at Surfers Healing was truly transformational mm-hmm. and unreal, like anything I'd I'd ever seen. Um, and keep in mind to this point, I was not a surfer. I'd never surfed until I was 21 years old when I was introduced to Surfers Healing. I grew up uh, at the beach, but I was like a semi-pro beach volleyball player. I was always on the courts. I was never really in the water, um. And so it blew my mind. I was like, because I would see kids go into the water, kicking, screaming, furious, and come out smiling and laughing and talking. And the parents just bawling saying, my kid is never this calm or this happy or this anything. I was like, there's something magical here. Um, and so I just continued to volunteer with that and was able to meet Pat and and, and Lippy and all the other guys that, um, that we ended up forming a walk on water with. And it's become, you know, I, I was always doing it on the side. I was always in, you know, I was in the restaurant industry for many years and i went back and finished my degree finally and then i was in the corporate side of marketing for big corporations for a number of years and i was always volunteering on the side and i was just never as happy as i was you know when i was volunteering so i'm just i'm so grateful that two years ago i was able to step away from just volunteering i moved off the board of AWOW and we hired our first employee which was me and that was in december of 2017 so um
1: it's That's been a crazy
0: ride and i'm so grateful and I, i'm you know I, i'm blessed that i have a wife who works really hard and, and makes good money that allows me to you know make nonprofit money <laughs> instead of the, the money i was making in the corporate world and we're, we're fine but it, it allows me to do what i love and i get to work from home and i get to be around my child and, um it, it's just it's all blessings and so i like i said i find myself here 20 years down the road of, of this nonprofit children with special needs space and um, I, I I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else, and I just feel so blessed. That's that's, that's great that's, stuff. Great stuff. I wanted to uh, also follow
1: up on um, surf therapy as a way not just to help people that have different you know physical or or mental uh, you know challenges, but also the idea that uh, it can be helpful for kids that have you know um, have come from tough tough homes or tough socioeconomic situations, right? Or uh, the whole other thing I've seen is, you know, veterans, guys, you know, coming back um, from overseas who've had rough experiences. And, and just the <sighs> being in the ocean and being in the water and, and experiencing surfing and the healing uh, that that can bring. That's something yeah.
0: it's a great question, Travis. There's um, there's so many demographics and audiences and people who are benefiting from surf therapy around the globe. And it's funny that you asked this, because I just spoke yesterday at the Rising Tide Summit um, up in San Pedro, and I was on a panel with um, my good friend, Chris Promacio. She's the CEO of International Surf Therapy Organization, which I sit on the board of, which we formed in South Africa two years ago um, through Waves for Change, which is the the huge surf therapy nonprofit out of South Africa and now all over Africa, frankly, and, and, and moving into other countries um who work specifically with impoverished youth in that area and and of which there are, is a major epidemic uh, for anyone who knows south africa it's, it's there's still so many issues going on there um, and i was so grateful to be able to volunteer there while we were there with their program and see these kids who um it's unbelievable what they go through i i, know, I wish i had these stats better memorized but it's something like um by age 13 like 75 of them have seen someone murdered or raped or something along those lines and so these what kids the are sense? growing up in this place where all they know is sort of hell and so Tim Conover who created Ways for Change um, just has absolutely changed the world down there um, they started in they call them townships they started with this one township that was one of the worst in the entire area like something like you know, stats like that. And like half the population was murdered, you know, after within 20 years, i don't know, just crazy stuff. That is so scary. And within like five, six years after you had started the surf therapy program there, they were, they had gone from being the most dangerous, the safest out of all of them with the least amount of violent crime and, and sexual assault and things of that nature. Um, and I, I, I got accredited to the surf therapy. And, and when you see these kids, and how much it changes their outlook on life. It's incredible. And they do an amazing thing where their instructors are graduates of the program. So they, they've created like this cyclical nature to where they're creating something that can have a lasting impact and people have trust because they know that person from their community and they feel like they're in a safe space. So amazing stuff he's doing there. And so, yeah, I, and we've done a little bit with you know homeless populations and, and people, you know with things like that here, but nowhere near what they're doing there. So yeah, it, it absolutely can, can change have massive you know effects on people dealing with anything but especially in, uh, with poverty and then also you know chris used to run programs for an organization called jimmy miller memorial foundation um named for my buddy jimmy who passed away he was a, a famous surfer uh, out of southern california and they work specifically with uh, wounded veterans uh, they also work with children in need uh, more recently but their, their sweet spot is the wounded vets and one of the other guys on the panel even Mount was a uh, a guy who was wounded in battle in uh, in uh, Iraq, and he's he now runs the Wounded uh, Warrior Battalion out of Camp Pendleton, and they actually are now like prescribing surf therapy for these wounded vets because they have seen that it absolutely changes the trajectory of their lives, reduces the suicide rate massively, and actually rehabilitates these guys and gals into you know productive citizens again. And so it's just unbelievable what they're doing down there. Um, the U.S. Uh, government actually uh, granted a million dollars to a program based out of Camp Pendleton that is uh, studying the effects of surf therapy on their wounded vets. And because of the positive results they're seeing so far, it's, it could that could very well be the straw that breaks the camel's back and gets us over the hump to where um, in the United States, you know, the goal is ultimately that surf therapy is a prescribable, um, you know, form of therapy, you know, ideally something that is not um, that runs counter to the you know very pharmaceutical heavy uh, way of treating that we have here in the united states and that insurance can cover it and that you know people will have access to it that wouldn't have normally had access yeah, yeah a lot of exciting things going on and and you know forming easto and and what i've seen chris do with the you know the, the goal of easto is to really um bridge the gap between all there's there's hundreds of, sort of therapy organizations across the world now and and so we're trying to be the tip of the spear and, and drive change in each and every nation and soften up the, the ground, if you will, so that the, the surf therapy orgs that are there have a better chance to have a greater impact on the community. So that <clears throat> that International Surf Therapy Organization
1: is a bit of like an umbrella advocate exactly. for, for all the different you know Mm -hmm. entities like surfers healing and you guys and whoever's kind of involved you're like hey
0: this is good stuff we're here to support it all kind of thing exactly yeah we're i think we're up to we we formed it with eight organizations and i think we're up to almost 40 that are member orgs now and you know the idea is that everyone shares best practices we conduct research uh, together we have a number of researchers and ot's and master's students and scientists who are doing surf therapy related research we actually have a guy who's in used um, to Jamie Marshall, who's actually legitimately getting his PhD in surf therapy, the first one ever through Edinburgh University. Um, and so just incredible stuff um, happening through that. And I'm, I'm blessed that uh, Walk on Water is a founding member of that and that, you know, it, it really helps us improve our, our uh, offerings because I get to see what these other leading organizations around the world do. And I go, wow, that's something that we could learn from, you know, even though we already offer a great product and we do things really well, there's always ways that we can improve what we do, make it better for the people we serve, uh, improve the research we do and the data we're collecting and help change the perception of surf therapy is just something that a bunch of surfers are doing to be are sure, like this is legitimate therapy for people who need it most.
1: Yeah. Well, I, a, a personal story I wanted to share. So, you know, <clears throat> I have some challenges with anxiety sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got uh, some issues there, and uh was really feeling it bad the past few days, just high level of anxiety um and uh just this, this morning, I finally got to get in the water for the first time in several weeks. There were actually waves, and my schedule worked out. yeah, I uh, got to surf for like an hour, and it's just like so much relief man right you know? it, it doesn't it doesn't solve it, right, but it's like it is truly a medicine, and it uh it it makes for me in that particular situation it makes things a lot better um legitimately
0: quiets your mind right and just it allows you to refocus on what's important
1: yeah yeah so many of the elements like the physical the physical exertion getting that exercise you know the being around the water uh and and just everything that the water itself brings and what it takes mentally to surf and all all that kind of just uh has all the different therapeutic elements i'm not telling you something you don't already
0: know but that's hey charles this is this is really important stuff and you're you're hitting the nail on the head on all those on all those things it was funny at the at the summit yesterday at rising tide someone in the audience asked like what is it that actually causes this to be therapeutic and what's the science and and how do we figure that out and we said boy we wish we had the answer to that but we're working on it and a number of people around the world are working on it there was just a study, I believe, in Australia where they actually had people surfing with these EEG caps e- 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 on, where they're they're monitoring their brain waves as they're surfing, and we're going to figure it out eventually. I know, and and that's going to really that's going to break everything wide open. But you know, like you said, there's sport is good. Anything that tires you out, uses you know, gets your your body pumping is a great thing, and then. Something about being, you know, I always say this, like, and I mentioned the shower earlier, anytime you get in any body of water, you feel better, right? You feel better after a shower. You feel better after you go swimming in a pool or everything feels better. But there's something extra powerful about the ocean, whether it be the swell, the current, the wave crashing, the, the ions breaking, who knows, salt water. Um, but boy, it's, it's powerful. You know, we did happen to go, uh, we did an event at Endland uh, Wave Park last year, you know, in Austin. And that was exceptional we were we were kind of worried because it was our first event we'd ever done not in a you know a natural ocean but in a man-made wave and those kids came out of there smiling just as big and the parents were crying just as hard and it was it was still epic uh it was different but i, I i'm still i'm i'm on i'm on team wave park um, just because number one it provides access to people who wouldn't normally have it because one of the things we always talk about a walk on water is it's disproportionately unfair that people who live close to the coast have access to this treatment and people who live in Kansas don't. Um, and so to that end, we actually kicked off a program this year sort of uh, breaking the lock, if you will, of, of people who are landlocked. And so we're actually, uh, we raised funds to fly entire family units that are in a landlocked state out to our events. We're going to do a, a one family per event this year. And we're really excited about uh, how that opens up uh, the possibilities for families who might normally, not normally have had the opportunity to experience their therapy. That's awesome. That's, awesome. Good That's good stuff. Um I guess
1: lastly, how can people um, who may be interested in participating in surf therapy or getting their kids into surf therapy or some other relative or friend um, or somebody that wants to get involved in volunteering or helping what are what are good ways for people to find out and just kind of get connected?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as it pertains to Walk on Water, uh, anyone, like I said, anyone paced anywhere pretty much in California or in the Northeast Corridor uh, is, is welcome to join us. Um, or if you're anywhere and comply, I guess yeah, you're, you're welcome. You know, it's walkonwater.org. Uh, you can also use our acronym A-W-O-W. We say AWOW. So AWOW.org will get you to the same place. From there, you can see volunteer or athlete signups for all our events. There's a way to donate. There's a way to learn about partnering if you own a business and are interested in gaining exposure that way. Um, I don't know what your reach is like with your podcast, Travis, but if you're international, I would definitely recommend Easto. So International Surf Therapy Org, their website uh, is intl, for international, surftherapy.org. intlsurftherapy.org. And there you can see a list of programs around the world that um, are partners and learn about the ones that are in your area and and maybe go volunteer uh in your local community country continent Uh, i think we represent five continents and 36 countries now like that it's it's unbelievable the, the growth of this sector i love it it's such good stuff man
1: i'm i'm glad we got to uh connect i really appreciate what you're doing you know as someone like i said that uh believes in the in the benefits of surfing and and it's just good to see it used in such a such a great way for people that need it um so i I appreciate that you're doing all this stuff i I hope to cross pass in person one day soon and maybe one one of your events or something
0: yeah where are you based again remind me
1: yeah so i'm in i'm in uh, wilmington north carolina wrightsville beach so almost almost south carolina
0: border you know below the outer banks We'll we'll be in Virginia Beach at the end of September. If you feel like making a, a little road trip up to join us, uh, okay. I'd love to see you there. And then we do have eyes on uh, North Carolina at some point. So hopefully that happens. But if you make a trip out to California, let me know. You can always be my guest at an event. Sounds good. Yeah, keep me posted on North Carolina uh,
1: activities and stuff. I'd, uh, I'd be happy to kind of get involved and help, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know my our buddy, Jeff Carver, who's out there in North Carolina doing mm. some great things. We usually connect with him. Uh, he does some surf therapy uh, stuff out there in the Outer Banks. That's, that's cool, So Good deal. All right. Hey, Sean, thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, Travis. Appreciate the uh, opportunity, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we can finally connect. I know it was a, <laughs> a couple times that it didn't work out. So my bad. Hey, no, no. It's, it's how it
1: goes. Everybody's busy. All right. Thanks. All right, buddy. Have a great day.
0: You're in the water loop.